Leadership Show with Andy Peck. My joy to welcome you to the show that supports Christians in leadership through conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes. I'm showing my age when I say that I was the first in my family to attend university at a time when maybe one in seven of those who left school went into higher education. That was in the early 80s, but today something around 38% of school leavers enter higher education in the UK, which amounts to around 2.75 million students. Some of those are Christians, of course, and many more find that their university or college years are times when they have the time to ruminate on the big questions of life. You doubtless know families with offspring destined for study this September, and you may oversee a church with numbers leaving you or indeed be located in an area of the UK where students typically come to. So how can we best serve students? Well, to discuss this and to bring us up to speed on student life today, I'm joined by Vicky Seithel, the communications developer at Fusion, the student mission movement in the UK and overseas. So Vicky, lovely to have you on the Leadership Show. Thank you so much for having me. So you're based now in, in Sheffield. Uh, how did yes. you end up there? Great question. Yeah, so I'm based in Sheffield. I love it here. Um, I've lived here for coming up six years now. Um, I actually went to university in Portsmouth, quite a long way from Sheffield, um, but graduated um, in 2017 and moved up here where my at the time boyfriend was and now husband. So it was a good move. <laughs> Fab- fabulous. And so your own experience was was in Portsmouth studying what? Um, I did psychology for three years. Excellent. And um, I loved Portsmouth. I absolutely loved it. And if I'm honest, might cause some controversy. I prefer Sheffield, but Portsmouth will always have the edge because it's by the sea. Oh, well, fair enough. And and it has a very high housing density around the student area. I mean, I used to travel to Portsmouth um, as a student worker myself, so I know Mm. it well. So there we are. And so how did you get involved with Fusion? Was it something you were involved with in your university days? Yeah, great question. So at um, university, I found a church on my first Sunday um, as a fresher and my student worker at the time was involved with Fusion. Um, And between my, you know, you get the long summers when you're a student, it's about four months of summer. Between my long summers, I often got invited to things like Soul Survivor and Momentum, that type of thing, to volunteer with Fusion. Um, And at the time, if I'm honest, I didn't really know much about Fusion at all, but they offered a free ticket if you volunteered. And I thought, well, that sounds good. I'm a student (laughs) with no money. Um, So I went along and didn't know much about what Fusion did at the time, um, but really just fell in love with the mission of just helping students find home in a local church. And that had been so important to me as a student. So when I kind of approached my final year and everyone's asking what you can do after graduation, and I did psychology, but wasn't particularly interested to go directly into psychology. I remember saying to a friend, I honestly don't mind what I do. I just want to tell people about Jesus. And that is what I do at Fusion. I help people tell people about Jesus. Um, so when there was an opportunity to work with Fusion um, remotely in Sheffield, I, I took it. So I had that lined up after graduation and have been with Fusion for, yeah, coming up to six years now. So Vicky, many listening will have some experience of higher education, but your 
um, more recent in terms of student life and what it's like. Um, can you kind of give us a broad idea of the kinds of things, say, a Christian student that's, that's heading for university this September, October uh, might be facing, just for those particularly who are either they've had myths about what it's like these days or their own experiences a long time ago? Yeah, of course. So I actually think the, this class of that are coming in in September have got quite a unique experience um, in a way that we probably haven't necessarily seen before. So we've got the pre-COVID students and then we've got the students who are graduating now whose time at university has been so drastically changed because of various lockdowns and being sent home. And what we're seeing in September is students who hopefully wouldn't have been affected at all during COVID for their university time. Now, of course, they their A-levels and probably GCSEs were affected, but they're coming into a time where it's just so much fun. And I think that's what a lot of students have missed out on is the fun aspect of university. Now, students lap up any opportunity to try new things at university, don't they? Like uni is for trying new things in all different ways. And what we're seeing is a lot of students themselves are open to trying church, regardless of whether they have a faith or not, because their mentality is, well, this is new. This is a new experience. Why would I not? Whereas in years previous, it might it might have been a case of, oh, church is not really my thing because I wouldn't call myself a Christian. Or we've even heard the, the phrase, we'd go up in flames if you step foot in a church building. That's just not really the mentality. Now there's just an openness to all things spiritual, which has its pros and cons. But um, if we're able to make the churches uh, feel equipped to welcome those students, that's the kind of students we're, we're saying hello to in September. Do you know the kind of proportions of those who go straight from school to uni and those who might have a year out? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put a stat to it. I think a lot of students recently have chosen to have a year out because of COVID, because they've wanted to get the best university experience possible. And for that, for that reason, a lot of them have waited. So I would probably expect to see a lot of students this year who have maybe finished school a year or maybe even two years ago because they knew their uni experience would be um, would be affected. So um, I couldn't give you a stat, but I'm ex I expect that we'd see more maybe 19, 20 year old freshers coming through. And, and do you know the proportion that would be needing to work during their university years, uh, I, even during term time? Yeah, I mean, the, all the loans and grants have all changed in the last few years. So most students do need to get a job when they go to university. My biggest advice to any student or anyone old enough to work is get a job as a barista. <laughs> it is a skill <laughs> that will last you a lifetime. But also to get a job where you're employed by the university because the university has an obligation to look after you. So, for example, in my final year, I worked at a coffee shop um, as a barista um, on campus, but it was a university-owned coffee shop. And when it came to dissertation deadline season, um, they gave me extra time off because they want me to thrive as a student as well as an employee. So I, most students I know, I work with students in my local church, have got part-time jobs as a student. So, Vicky, the um, stats regarding loneliness within university of recently yeah. been uh, publicized uh so um i'm just reading from the office for national statistics and the national union of students who surveyed upwards of 100,000 students to measure the extent and impact of loneliness and over half 
of the respondents said their mental health declined since the pandemic began, and many said they suffered stress, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. Um, you talked about fun at university, and for for many listening, it was quotes the best years of their life. That's not kind of what we want to be reading about, is it? But presumably that's accurate in terms of your experience. Yeah, I think it's devastating stats, but it's also not surprising um, from what I've seen on a local level and also a national level. Um, and I think that's like the thing I said about fun is students have missed out on that. Fun is a huge part of university experience. But the last couple of years is that a lot of that has been stripped away. Um, and there's different levels to loneliness, isn't there? There's there's the loneliness of being by yourself and being isolated, as most of us have been very familiar with in the last couple of years. But there's also the aspect of loneliness of being in a whole crowd of people, but not necessarily sure where you fit. And I think that's something that um, the church can offer a lot of healing to is the church can offer a space where people can fit regardless of their background or their beliefs. They can offer a place to call home. Um, and that's something that I have noticed, um, not to say I haven't seen the, no the loneliness as well, but I have noticed churches welcoming really well. Um, so on those stats, yeah, not surprising. Um, but there's a lot the church can do about it. So in terms of the way fusion function uh, with regards to a church, uh, are all the meetings at a local church as opposed to a, in a student building? Yeah, great question. Um, honestly, it's varied. I think when we talk about welcoming students into church, and I say that I don't mean a building. Sometimes it is a building. Sometimes it's small groups in students' homes. I think that's one of the most transformative places. And actually, throughout the biggest lockdowns in 2020, a lot of students found hope and belonging in the context of an online small group. So they're in the context of their homes and on a Zoom call, which we all kind of have a love-hate relationship with now, I think. Um, so there's aspect of being in your home, whether it's on a Zoom call or um, in a small group. I think there's a lot of um, campus based, there's a lot of space on campus for students to explore faith. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing more and more. For example, there's a story that came out of Manchester where a bunch of students weren't actually, Christian students weren't actually allowed to do any kind of Christian or religious thing on campus. Um, they weren't allowed to run an event or anything like that. So instead, they just led worship in the middle of Manchester Uni campus. And people gathered because it's interesting and it's different. Um, so a lot of what we do, we will always work as Fusion within the context of the local church, but it is always a huge win when the students themselves just feel mobilised and feel confident enough to share their faith on their campus. Oh, splendid stuff. Um, so as local churches are anticipating losing their uh, late teens uh, to university, the sort of things that you would say to them that they can do in preparing uh, these people, some of whom are excited, some of whom are a bit fearful. Yeah. Yeah, good question. Um, the first thing I would say is I've, what I've seen in a lot of churches is there's, like you said, the word losing. There's a mentality of, oh, we've discipled these people potentially their whole lives, have known them since they were a baby, seen them in their first week of church ever, and we feel like we're losing them. And I totally understand that. But students, when they turn up on campus, they're essentially like mini missionaries ready to go. 
And they are so well placed to make disciples of all the nations, quite literally, because you've got all the nations on university campuses. So I would encourage a kind of mind shift, uh, mindset shift there around, and you're not losing them, you're sending them and actually commissioning them to go and make disciples, which is an incredible, worthy cause. In terms of practical stuff of what you can actually do to prep someone for uni, um, we do a lot of this kind of stuff as fusion. There's two main things that we do to help students find a church and feel at home when they go to university. The first thing is we have an app called the Student Link Up app. Now, I personally used that when I went to went to university and it was amazing. The whole point of the app is that you can find churches and connect with student workers at those churches before they even get on campus. So they can download the app, chat with um, student workers and just hear a little bit more about the church. And because most students, when they find a church at university or don't find a church at university, a lot of it is not down to a deep theological reason it's just they don't know how to access them so if there's an app that makes that process and builds a bridge between the two then that's how they find church a lot of the time the second thing is we have something called a student link up box which is a 360 preparation for university and it basically has a load of tools to equip your your youth group, your kids, your grandkids to help them start university well. Um, again, I had one of these as a student and it was absolute gold because there are things that we don't often know how to talk about, especially if we haven't gone to university before. Similarly to you, I was the first person in my family to go to university. No one knew how to prepare me. So <laughs> this was really helpful. Um, often find that churches send their young people off with those gifts. Then a final real practical thing, which is less to do with fusion, more to do with me personally. Teach your kids to cook seven meals. <laughs> this is what my mum did. I was the only child who didn't have to do a lot around the house. And then suddenly we got to summer holidays and my mum realised that I could not cook. So she taught me to cook seven meals that I was sorted for when I got onto campus and actually got, was able to cook for other people and build a bit of a hosting space with that. So those are three things that I would do and encourage you to do. Well, that's brilliant, uh, Vicky. And presumably that means you weren't uh, accommodated for with food in your accommodation you had to cook for yourself yeah and I think yeah I didn't have to cook for myself and I think that's quite um sorry I did have to cook for myself I think that's more common than not we oh. find that international students are particularly the ones that have catered accommodation because it's easier but other than that um it tends to be that yeah people have to learn how to cook to build those life skills sure and would you, what would you say in terms of sticking with a denomination? Um, obviously, one of the concerns for church leaders is that not only do their students connect with the church, but they connect with the right church, you know. And uh, I know Fusion is from a, typically their churches are from particular streams of style. Um, that would be something you'd be obviously encouraging folk to stick within their stream, would you? Or what would your advice be? Honestly, I think um, it's the time for exploring. And uh, we do this exercise um, called Prep for Uni, where we basically ask soon-to-be freshers, do you want to go to a church that's similar to your home church or do you want to go to something that's different and just kind of see where they are on the spectrum? And they're so the answers are so varied. Um, 
I think when I went to university, I think I actually came to faith at 17 years old in a Ang- quite traditional Anglican church. And the, it was lovely. They had lots of church wardens and clergy. It was just all very quite official, but lovely. And then when I went to university, I went to a Pentecostal church. And if I'm totally honest, the denomination was not even a factor in my mind of when I chose the church. That might just be me personally, but it's the place where I felt most at home. Now, since moving to Sheffield, I'm back in an Anglican church. Um, I think for a lot of students, the denomination is actually not a key factor. Um, Not to say that theology is not a key factor, because it very much is. But when you are, you'll know from when you're 18 to 25, you're kind of making your big life decisions and shaping who you are. And um, it's very likely that that's the time to explore different ideas and get to know different types of people as well. Um, so I totally agree. You want to find the right church, but you also want to find the church that's right for you. Um, so I think being able to free up your young people to make that decision with wisdom and discernment is really important. Uh, and Vicky, how long do you think it should take for a student to settle? Because you might find the first church is fantastic and stick there, but obviously there's sometimes, you know, half a dozen options for you in a town or a city um you don't want to be spending the whole term going from one to other do you so give us a rule of thumb as to when you should be settled <laughs> a rule of thumb yeah, good point um so you're exactly right church hopping is one of the hardest things and we tend to find by about november time people are starting to get into small groups and really plugged in so you really want to be in a church kind of by the end of October, I would say. Something that I did personally is I gave myself five weeks and I said, by in the fifth week, I'm going to be in my church decided. Now, that does mean if you've got like 10 churches you want to check out, you've got to do some double churching, you've got to do some morning <laughs> services and some evening services, or maybe just pick a couple that you want to try out if you not, don't want to go in quite so intense. But um, yeah, I'd say about five to six weeks is probably a good amount of time. And of course, these days, if if the services are being streamed, you could even, I guess, log on before you even go to the town or city and find out a little bit about them before you even went. Exactly. That's something that's been so helpful that's come out of COVID is you can kind of get to know a little bit of what the talks are like and what the worship is like. What I would say something that you can't necessarily gauge from those is what the community is like, which is so important to not make a decision based off an online service. But if you're a really keen bean and you want to give yourself a bit of a head start, that is a very good thing to do in your summer. Okay. So let's um, talk a little bit instead about church leaders listening who are in a university town or city. Uh, now, probably they already have a some kind of setup. They know that students come to them. But what would be the, if you like, the best kind of church in terms of in welcoming students? What would be the things to be thinking about? Yeah, great question. Um, I think the first thing would be to allocate somebody who is in charge of students, if you haven't already. For some people, that is like a full time paid student worker, and for other t- other people, it's asking three or four people to be on the door on the Sunday morning or evening and then be willing to welcome them into their homes. Um, There's no right way of doing it. Some churches won't be able to have a full-time student worker and that's absolutely fine. 
But most churches will have people that love hanging out with student aged people and would be very willing to have them around their dinner table. So I think prepping those people really, really well is really key. Um, I think having something specific for students is really important as well. And again, that will differ from church to church. Some churches will do massive student events and other churches will say, actually, we're going to make sure that there's a space for you in our family small group once a week. It's so different. And like I say, there's no right or wrong way of doing things. Um, but I think that's really key. And I think um, finally, it's just welcome in general. I know I said about those having those few people kind of on the door and looking out for them. But really from about mid-September to, to towards the end of October, you've potentially got however many students just kind of walking into your church. The whole church should be on the welcome team at all points, but especially during that point. Um, I know we, as, as my job, as I spend a lot of time with students, I see them as kind of mini adults. <laughs> they are definitely adults, but very mini versions. And they don't need a lot, but maybe just someone just to say hello, to make sure they don't go unnoticed is really, really key. Um, just having that connection point is, is huge. Vicky, I like the way you describe uh, the churches as not losing students, but sending them kind of as missionaries. Um, can you unpack a little bit more what it's like for a, a, a student these days to be a witness on campus and what local churches may or may not be doing to facilitate that? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, a, a generation ago, perhaps there would be classic style missions with speakers and people coming along. I don't know if that is still the mode that, that's likely to work and, and other smaller things, uh, events alongside that, a missions week. Uh, talk to me about the kind of options that uh, people may be plugged into when they go away. Yeah, great. I think one thing is giving students um, frequent small opportunities to share their faith or invite someone to something. So I recently heard this story from Leeds, actually, where they did something called student teas. And all it was was a dinner before or after a church service. And the students would invite their friends to that dinner. Sometimes they would stay for church. Sometimes they wouldn't. That was a really helpful way for getting mission into the mindset of the students that you can actually invite and you can invite them on a regular basis. And if your friend says no this week, there's always next week. So it's, it's not too much high pressure. And then when it comes to bigger events like Missions Week or Christmas Carol extravaganza or whatever it is, you've already got that rhythm of mission. It's not that unusual to invite someone to something. With that said, I think post-COVID, we're moving quite a lot away from events-based mission and more taking it, um, taking responsibility for how they share their faith in a more private way, I guess. Um, so something I've often heard, and I totally get this, but sometimes I've often heard is student workers and church leaders say things like, oh, they're not coming to every church event that we put on because they're doing their societies or whatever. It is brilliant that students are involved in societies and clubs what other area of life do we have regular clubs and things to go to every single week multiple times a week 
Um, I can't think of anything in my life that's quite as easy to share your faith in those environments. So I think encouraging students to be authentic, to do things that they enjoy and share their faith with those people in the hobbies and societies that they are enjoying because it's so natural. Um, And I think sometimes with the church, we accidentally discourage that by putting too much on. Um, So while we can have those events and things to, to invite them to, but also just cheering on what they are actually naturally doing. I remember hearing a story once of a friend who actually described herself as a bad Christian And she was like, oh, I just feel like I'm a bad Christian. Everyone else is a great Christian. And I said, what makes you think that you're a bad Christian? And she said, well, I quite enjoy going to nights out. And sometimes I'm late for church on a Sunday because I've gone out with my friends. And I'll say, well, what did you do on those nights out? And she'll say things like, well, I was up until 4am and I was talking about faith and then I was late to church. And then (laughs) I think, gosh, at what point did we convince you that that meant you were a bad Christian you're sharing your faith in a way that's authentic to you um and sometimes I think we need to encourage that a little bit more so um I hope that answers your question (laughs) no very much so and uh so alongside uh finding a church is also making sure you enjoy whatever leisure activities you want to enjoy and join the clubs as well because that's very much part of how Jesus would be if he were a student today I guess exactly yeah well, Vicky, it's been terrific to chat with you. Thank you for the wealth of wisdom you provided, both for people who are uh, going to be sending students uh, away, but also f- also for churches in towns or cities where you know students are coming. So thank you. Appreciate it very much all that you've shared. Thank you for having me. It was super to chat with Vicky Seithel and discover that her experience of student life was not so much different from my own. Student years remain some of the most pivotal in our lives. let's encourage Christian students to make the very most of the time they spend and to maximise the connections they can make as a potential bridge for the gospel. And if you have students in your church who come to your church, maybe you can be a host for a meal or something like that to welcome them and befriend them. Uh, That could be key for them as they seek to settle in to a new town or city. Uh, Vicky mentions some apps available You can go to the fusionmovement.org website uh, and get access to apps for uh, students you know who can then uh, obviously connect with uh, a local church in the town or city that they're visiting. Uh, As always, you can get archived versions of The Leadership Show by going to Premier's website, going to the Leadership Show section or the Leadership File as it used to be known. Or you can go to the podcast provider where you're listening to this from And you can find old uh, episodes there, various uh, conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes that you can uh, select according to topic or speaker. So it's my joy as always to have your company and look forward to you tuning in or logging on uh, to listen again very soon. God bless. The Leadership Show with Andy Peck. To get in touch, email andy.peck at premier.org.uk.